After weeks of anticipation, the king is officially returning to the Pacific Northwest. I'm going to be breaking down some initial analysis on Bobby Wagner's return to the Seattle Seahawks on a special edition of Locked on Seahawks. You are Locked on Seahawks, your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings 12, this is Corbin Smith, host of the Locked On Seahawks podcast, your daily Seahawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Saturday to all the 12s out there. Wasn't planning on doing a show today, but the Seattle Seahawks decided to make a big move today, bringing back one of the franchise's all-time greats for a second stint. It's a move that we've been speculating about a lot on this podcast and just couldn't wait until Monday's show to make some initial analysis on the return of Bobby Wagner. So we're going to get to that here in a moment. This special edition podcast here on Locked on Seahawks is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We're now almost to April, and if you're like me and you're wanting to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just a thing for you. Built Bars are 100% real chocolate, incredible flavors, including churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar and have incredible macros. 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And the best part is you don't have to wait around at home to get a box anymore. For years, we've been telling you to order your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can head over to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to grab a box of Built Bars. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and get yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, doubles chocolate, and coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, you can get a 13-bar box of other hit flavors, including brownie batter and churro. So make sure to check out your local Walmart and Sam's Club to get your hands on some Built Bars. You can thank me later. Now for your lead story here on our special edition, Saturday Locked on Seahawks podcast. A little over a year ago, the Seahawks released one of their greatest players the same day they traded Russell Wilson, the Denver Broncos, unleashing Bobby Wagner onto the free agent market in a cap casualty move they needed some salary cap space Wagner was 32 going to be 32 years old in the summer decided to move on and at that point it seemed unlikely that we would ever see Bobby Wagner in a Seahawks uniform again especially considering that he found out as his own agent about the prospect of release on social media not from John Schneider and Pete Carroll Seattle's brass they really regretted that they did not communicate that to him. They didn't like how things unfolded, and they publicly admitted that after the decision was made. So considering all those things, didn't think we'd see Bobby Wagner in the Seahawks uniform again. But think again. Number 54 is coming back to the Pacific Northwest today, signing a one-year deal worth a reported $7 million. And this is what I was talking about on the podcast earlier this week and several of the other stations that I talked on earlier this week. It's the same money value as Levante David got to go back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This has been a pretty suppressed market for linebackers, especially for older linebackers. And even though Bobby Wagner is coming off of a phenomenal loan season in Los Angeles, he's still going to be 33 this summer. And so older linebackers, especially, were not getting a lot of money thrown at him. Seattle waited this market out. And now Bobby Wagner is returning to the Pacific Northwest on this one-year deal just a little over 
after being put up with the Los Angeles Rams, NFC West rival last year, 140 tackles, a career-high six sacks, two interceptions, and he was a second-team All-Pro selection. This was the ninth All-Pro selection in 11 seasons. Maybe there's a couple of those in there where you can say it's name recognition. Last year was not one of those, though. Bobby Wagner was one of the elite linebackers in the NFL, even playing for a five-win Rams team that had a ton of injuries, not not much went right for the defending champions. But when you look at this contract, I think this is the first big question that a lot of 12s are going to be asking themselves. Where is the money coming from to sign Bobby Wagner? Because after getting Julian Love and the five free agent additions that Seattle's made for outside players, they had less than the amount of effective cap space they needed. They were in the red, and that is the cap space that goes towards rookies. They've got 10 draft picks. So they're going to be paying a lot of money, especially with two first-round selections, number five being the most expensive one. And you also have to consider the top 51 players on the roster and injury reserve. So Seattle right now, they are not in a great position cap-wise. They are going to have to make some other moves. But the nice thing is the draft is still a month away. If they want to try to move around some money to get back in good standing with the salary cap, they have time. From what I've gathered, right now they've reached the stage where they're trying to work on maybe some extensions. And if they can't get those worked out with players like Uchenna Nuosu to push some of that money on his cap hit to future seasons with an extension. If they can't get that done, they always have the option to restructure. But it looks like that is where the Seahawks are at right now. They really don't want to have to release any more players. They don't have a lot of other options that are going to open up a ton of cap space after releasing Al Woods last week. And so that's something John Schneider in the front office, they're going to have to figure out right now because they have less cap space than they need going into the drafts. They're going to have to make some moves but they certainly have some levers that they can pull to get that cap where they needed that. And this is a move that had to be made for the Seattle Seahawks. When you consider that Jordan Brooks might miss a good chunk of next season coming off a torn ACL, Cody Barton is now in Washington playing for the Commanders, signed a one-year deal with them to start free agency. The only linebackers that they had on the roster at the beginning of free agency that were under contract were Vi Jones and John Radigan. They just didn't have many options there. They did sign Devin Bush from the Steelers last week. He's only 24, has had some rough seasons since injuring his knee, but still a young player that they believe in. Right now, your starters to open the season might be Bobby Wagner and Devin Bush. Now, if Jordan Brooks makes a fast recovery and he's ready for week one, he and Wagner have played a lot of snaps together in the past. And so I would expect that those two probably are starting and Devin Bush ends up being a special teams guy. But we'll have to wait and see what happens on that front. This certainly was a major weak spot for the Seahawks, though. I think it puts a cherry on top of what is a pretty solid free agent class. And we'll see what Jaron Reed does in his return to Seattle. His film in Green Bay doesn't look overly great to me. But at the same time, he's coming back to where he played his first five seasons, getting back with that coaching staff. I think there's a really good chance that we could see him have a bit of a rebound season. Draymond Jones is their big ticket addition that's had three really solid years in Denver. They're believing he's going to just continue assenting as a player. And then the other additions they made certainly are going to help their roster in the short-term minimum. Guys like Julian Love certainly could play more snaps down the line. Draymond Jones as well. Those are younger players that look to be in the prime of their careers. So there's a lot to like about those moves but there's still plenty of room for this team to improve. And I think the biggest question the Seattle fans are going to be asking themselves beyond the salary cap ramifications, 
Wagner being an older player, some may wonder what are the Seahawks buying in this second stint? And I will tell you this right now. This is just from my evaluation on film. This guy is obviously not the same speedy athlete he was when he was 26, 27 years old. He is not going to run sideline to sideline the way that he did in his first five, six, seven years in the league. We saw that a couple of years ago in his final year in Seattle. But he is still more than good enough an athlete when you consider the instincts that he plays with just the pure football skills. And the numbers that he put up with the Rams last year, I've seen plenty of people out there saying, well, part of it is how they schemed him. Well, of course, smart teams are going to take advantage of their players' strengths. And I look at Seattle running a 3-4 defense, and I actually think this sets up well for Bobby Wagner at this stage of his career to continue playing at a high-level, borderline elite level the way that he did last season. If you've got two inside linebackers, I think it gives you more opportunities to blitz. And we saw what Bobby Wagner did last year, blitzing more frequently, playing towards the box up to the line of scrimmage more than he did in Seattle most of his career. And he was able to get six sacks. I think Seattle's going to be able to mix and match that. And it takes a little pressure off him in terms of what his coverage assignments are going to be. And I think the most important thing here, we saw how bad this run defense for the Seahawks was last year. At worst, Bobby Wagner comes in and immediately bolsters that run defense. This guy is a machine making tackles. Last year, you saw more of those impact plays around the line of scrimmage that you didn't see the year before. He had an injury late in the season as well. But Bobby Wagner is one of the best tackling linebackers that has played in this game in any era. Getting him back instantly is going to add some bite to your run defense. And that was the biggest detriment to this football team last year was the inability to get off the field, the inability to slow down opposing run games. Bobby Wagner is going to allow them to do that, even if they have to sub package him out sometimes at this stage of his career. And I don't know that Seattle is going to be doing that, but if they have to do that to get a defensive back on the field, sometimes at this stage of his career, you're still going to get the early down contributions defending the run. He showed last year, he could still play some coverage. The highest graded linebacker that pro football focus has had since 2016 last year, a 90.7 overall grade. The games I watched, I saw that kind of a player. And maybe he's doing things differently than he did early in his career. <laughs> but he's learned new tricks that are allowing him to continue to be successful. And it's up to the Seahawks to take advantage of what he is still really strong at. And I expect the coaching staff is going to find ways that they're going to do that. So this certainly is setting up to be a really nice reunion. And I don't think that it's nostalgic. And what I mean by that is, and Josh Snyder talked about this on Seattle Sports 710 a few weeks ago. It's flattering when former players want to come back. And we've seen the Seahawks bring back some players in the past. We've also seen plenty of instances, Richard Sherman, anyone, where the team maybe said, oh, you know, we could bring him back, and they don't. There have been plenty of examples of that. John Schneider knows his job is to build the best football team that he can. So he had to look at the entire market. And, you know, I got a ton of respect for Bobby Wagner, but we're not just going to jump to sign somebody because we know that player and he played 10 great seasons for us. We've got to think about what's best for the football team right now moving forward. And also look at the contractual obligations as well. There were a lot of really good linebackers in this class in free agency that the Seahawks had to consider. There were some younger options. And ultimately, some of those guys did get, not get near as much money excuse me, did not get near as much money as what I thought they were going to get on the open market. And so that made it look like maybe the Seahawks could find a younger option. But ultimately, they waited out the market. They did get Devin Bush in on a $3.5 million deal. That's not necessarily guaranteed starter money. It's a take a flyer when you're prove it deal on a former top 10 pick to see if they can get him back on track. 
And who better to put him next to to try to make that happen than Bobby Wagner? So they waited out this market. It presented a prime opportunity for them at $7 million for one year. We don't know all the other details with cap hits and things like that. Is there a void year on the back end? We don't know any of those details at this point. But one year, $7 million for a guy that was a second-team All-Pro last year and is still playing at a high level. And oh, by the way, is one of the best locker room leaders you're going to have. Jumps right in with the green dot in his helmet. And you've got one of the best defensive quarterbacks on your side of the ball as well. To get a guy at that value, that was the best addition that the Seahawks could make with the other moves that they made. Rather than trying to splurge with money they didn't have for a younger linebacker, they waited it out for a guy that still was a very good player. So I think bang for the buck value-wise – this is as good of a move as the Seahawks could have made. And we'll see what ends up happening, how he ends up playing in this encore in Seattle, how the Seahawks choose to use him. All of that remains to be seen. But this is something that felt the last couple of weeks like it was going to happen. And then there were some things that creeped in, maybe about some doubt with the money that they had. But this seemed all along like both sides. Quandre Diggs mentioned it on the show a few weeks ago here on the Lockdown Seahawks. It seemed like this was a mutual interest thing for both the Seahawks and the star player. They both wanted to make this work. You get to see the pictures of Bobby Wagner signing his contract. Very happy to be back home. And so there's going to be plenty more for us to talk about where Bobby Wagner fits in at the linebacker spot. What else the Seahawks need to do to build around him the rest of this offseason to ensure that he is best equipped to be successful at this stage of his career and, and to help everybody else out. But there's no question, at minimum, your run defense is going to be a lot better with 54 back out there. And you are going to bring one of the true rocks in the locker room in the entire NFL, a guy that everyone respects. Everybody on the team, everybody on the coaching staff holds the utmost respect for having a guy like that, especially when they're at a 10 draft pick and already have a very young team. When you have a player like this and you can bring them back into the locker room and oh, by the way, you know that this isn't just to be a feel-good story. Hey, we wanted to ride out in the sunset. Yeah, they wanted to ride out in the sunset with a championship, maybe. They're viewing him as a piece that they can plug right back in the middle, still play at a high level, and be one of those catalysts that can get to where this team is ready to compete, not just to make the playoffs, but compete for championships in the short term. And he can be a mentor for all the younger other linebackers on the roster, the other players on the roster. They've got so many young players that can learn from his example and his leadership. And so I view this as one of those rare cases. A lot of times when teams sign aging players back to their roster, we've seen it with the Seahawks before. A lot of times it doesn't pan out. But this looks like a rare instance where this can be a home run for both the team and the player, and it puts them in a position to be better equipped to compete in the NFC West and in the playoffs potentially next year. I like this signing a lot. I like the value. and So we'll have plenty more time to talk about it. But real quick, I just want to look at the reaction from teammates as well as the 12s, what you, our listeners, are feeling with this. My pulse here is that most fans – we're very eager to have Bobby Wagner back. There was a few exceptions because of age or questioning whether he was really still good and just had stats last year. But for the most part, most fans were eager to see Bobby Wagner back in the Seahawks uniform. But it was interesting seeing the response today once the news dropped, especially from players. Let's just look at a few examples here. Tyler Lockett at TD Lockett 12. Guess who's back? back again and of course that photoshop job is impressive putting bobby wagner in a seahawks 54 there next to tyler lockett and of course the man himself quandre Diggs. as i said he was on our show like a week and a half ago 
And I asked him straight up, is Bobby Wagner going to be back? Do you think that that's mutual interest? And he confirmed that both sides wanted this to happen, and now they make it happen. And, of course, he's got to be the source here. According to my sources, future Hall of Famer Bobby Wagner has agreed to terms to return home to the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks fill a huge need to the middle of their defense, reported by QDig6. 12s rejoice. That is awesome scoop from Quandre Diggs. Will Disley, absolute hype. B-Wags is back. And then, of course, we got to get the man himself, Bobby Wagner. Man, glad to be back in Seattle. It means a lot to be able to come back. Let's get to work. And I just real quick want to look at the stats here, just so some of our fans can get an idea what the Seahawks are bringing back in the middle. And, of course, you're always paying for future production, not what a guy's done in the past. Maybe that $7 million deal reflects that. They're not expecting Bobby Wagner to be 2018 Bobby Wagner at the same time. One of his better seasons was last year, at least statistically. Look at the numbers in Seahawks history. First in tackles, second in tackles for loss. He is fifth in passes defensed with 60, 21st with 11 interceptions. And he is in the top 20 in sacks, 23 and a half sacks in his career for the Seahawks. Obviously, that does not include what he did with the Rams last season. But again, you look at this signing, there's going to be a lot of fans that are rejoicing about this. And I think from a fan service standpoint, you couldn't possibly do better than what the Seahawks did here. One of the most popular players, one of the most popular people that has ever worn a Seahawks uniform, and for good reason. One of the best linebackers to ever play the game. And a lot of fans were upset that they let him go last year. This feels like redemption. This feels right. Getting Bobby Wagner back in a Seahawks uniform. So, of course, from the fan service aspect, John Schneider and company hit it out of the park. But, again, this does not just feel like this is about nostalgia or sentimental value. This is not just simply signing a player because, well, it's Bobby Wagner and he was great here for 10 years. This is signing a player that they believe can make this football team better. And at the price point, it was the best situation for them to upgrade their linebacker position. They expect big things from him. And, of course, they expect him to have a major impact on the rest of the players around him from a leadership standpoint. So we'll have plenty more time to discuss this when we come back on Monday's episode of the Locked on Seahawks podcast. Rob Rang and I will return. Of course, there's going to be some mock draft Monday as well, but we will be talking a lot more about Bobby Wagner, his fit in Seattle's defense, some more schematic talk, what this means for some of the other players at the linebacker spot, what might be the next move that they make with that defense, or is it just simply onto the draft at this point with their salary cap issues? We'll be breaking down all of that stuff on Monday's episode. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Corbin Smith NFL. Subscribe and follow Locked on Seahawks on YouTube and all major podcast platforms to make sure you get every episode for free. We'll be back on Monday with Mock Draft Monday. And of course, as I mentioned, plenty more talk about number 54, the return of the king to the Pacific Northwest. Thanks for joining with this special edition bonus episode. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go Hawks.